This is Amplify You, the podcast about you discovering your message and broadcasting it to the world. If you're a coach, author, or speaker, you'll want to tune in. If you're looking for the best return on your time investment to get your message out to the world in a bigger way, we're giving you full access and behind the scenes look of how we're running our podcast, how our clients have found success, and what you can do to launch your podcast today. The world needs your message. I'm Michelle Abraham, the host. Join my family as we unleash your unique genius and find the connections you need to launch your adventure today. Join us and let's get amplified. Hello, Amplify You family. Michelle Abraham here, your host. And today I am bringing you a awesome behind the mic interview. I'm really excited about this one. We have Dominique Dom Brightman. And he is an award-winning speaker, certified member of the John Maxwell team. He is the author of Going North, Tips and Techniques to Advance Yourself and the follow-up bestseller, Stay the Course, The Elite Performers, Seven Secrets to Sustainable Success. Dom is also a host of the Going North podcast, which has been around for quite some time now. He's at over 200 episodes. He's in the self-help category, interviews authors from all over the world. And I've learned from Dom from speaking to him just before I press record here that he was born with running shoes on. So he is a mover and a shaker, and I'm so happy to bring him to you guys today. I think we're going to learn a lot from this interview. So Dom, welcome to the Amplify You episode. Woohoo! Thanks a bunch, Michelle. Thanks a bunch. I'm glad the joke was able to carry on to the actual <laughs> recording. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I had to share that joke with the rest of the audience because I asked you if you're ready and you said you were born with shoes on. So I love that. I think that was awesome. And it just goes to show the type of person you are. I think you obviously are achieving a lot of things. Really cool having two books already under your belt. You're a coach, you're a podcaster. So let's dive right into finding out a little bit about you as the host. Like who are you, Dom? What got you into podcasting and how would you how do you like it so far? Sure thing, Michelle. Sure thing. So funny enough, uh was raised a church boy all my life and got some experience with public speaking, reciting Bible verses and being in plays and things like that. When I got into my teenage years when puberty happened that folks were telling for years got this radio voice and back in around 2014 I thought you know what I should probably start a podcast Mm -hmm. I have no idea what it's going to be on but I'm going to start one and two years later I published my first book called Going North and shortly after my first book Going North was published my father passed away after his long struggle with dementia where me and the rest of the family was caregiving for him and going through grief, and a couple months later, I forgot, wait a second, I, I still have this book out. Maybe I should get back on to marketing and promoting it. So maybe I can start a podcast now and start the whole book casting trail, being a traveling podcast musician, or should I say magician, metaphorically. And three months later, around September 2017, I started the Going North podcast after talking with a buddy of mine in the coaching business over coffee because I was originally going to name my podcast the Mr. Music and Reads podcast. We bring on musicians and authors occasionally just talk about books I like, but figuring, hey, she told me I had this brand already, but going north my book, and and it was already my automatic response when someone asked me, how's it going? So I was like, you know what? I can make the Going North podcast, interview authors, especially self-published ones, give them a voice to 
or at least give them a platform to share their voices because my first ever interview, the interviewer kept cutting me off. It was on this online radio station. And then when I did my first podcast interview, I kept my answer short because I was expecting to get cut off every <laughs> other moment. And when we were done recording, she was like, all right, well, I was expecting more. And I'm like, oh, okay. So <laughs> I figured, you know what? Let me make sure that's not the same experience with someone else. So making sure that folks, when the, especially if it's their first time on a podcast, make it as easy for them as possible to get their voices heard, even giving them some leading questions and listening into the conversation and helping them to get that first step to making sure they run for a lifetime. Because if someone sees one good thing in you, you can run for a lifetime. Mm, I love that. And I like how you said, uh, you know, really uh, is about learning how to like navigate yourself in an interview too. And I mean, there's one thing as uh, having a conversation when you can sit across from someone and see them and talk to them. And there's another thing when you can't really see them across the screen. Uh, like right now we don't have our cameras turned on so we can save on bandwidth because everyone is on Zoom these days. And so, you know, it's interesting a way to navigate a conversation. I remember my first episode, when I, one of my first interviews I did, it was so terrible. The, the person I was interviewing uh, was a best-selling author and he spoke of media bites. So he was so well rehearsed on his answers. And I was so focused on my questions that it made for a terrible interview because I was not listening to anything he was saying. So what are some great interview tips uh, besides the ones you just gave us that you ha have learned over the last few the few years of doing your podcast? Uh, yes. So preparing before the interview is a great thing. What I usually do for a lot of my guests, if I don't know them too well, and if they already have some content out there, I usually dedicate about an hour or two to listening to some of their past episodes. And since the interview off is on my podcast, I usually read some of their books or heck, even sometimes finish their books before bringing them on. And then once they're in the virtual room <laughs> for the recording i usually do a sound test by just starting a regular conversation for a good five minutes or so sometimes it even goes a little longer than that because i have too much fun and i just press record and just making sure you get your host well get your guests to feel at home make them feel at ease if you're lighthearted and humorous use that to your advantage and heck even if you're not humorous work on your humor and practice it a lot like with my job outside of the podcasting world, I'm in customer service at a public library, and I practice jokes on people all the time, within reason, within reason, nothing evil, but just practicing humor with them and also just even just normal chatter and just being a nice user of hyperbole. That's probably my biggest weapon I use for humor is surprise and hyperbole. If you say something over-exaggerated and throw people off, you're going to be like, what? Because funny enough, a recent guest, uh, she was a teen sensation. She's used to these interviews and whatnot. And I was like, hey, you got any questions before I press the shine record button? And she was like, nope. All right, cool, cool, cool. So you ready to talk about cactuses for the next five hours? And she just busted out laughing <laughs> after <laughs> that. Kind of press record. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then just keeping them at ease and having introduction ready and try to make it as good as possible and listening to the conversation and also being in the conversation with them and not have any other windows up because one time a couple of days ago since we're in this whole pandemic thing 
I was looking at my work email during a podcast interview because there's a time limit on it. And I figured, all right, let me just go ahead and get the feedback. And then I saw the email. I was like, oh, crap, I forgot something. And then that threw my game off for probably about a good 10 to 15 minutes off the interview and I had to try to recoil a bit. And it threw me off as opposed to another conversation <laughs> where I was fully engaged. I tried to make sure I listened effectively, had no distractions around me, just me and the actual person having true conversation where it's like wherever you are, be there, being in the moment. Mm, yeah, it makes a really big difference. You can hear on the other end, it comes across, I think, to the listeners when you are present in a conversation. Now, I want to um, skip forward to ask you something here about your title. So as I'm looking at your titles on um, iTunes this morning, I was noticing, or Apple Podcasts and now called, um, I was noticing something different that you do that a lot of people don't do is you actually have the Twitter handle of your guest right in the title of the interview. Now, can you tell us a little bit about that strategy? Sure thing. Funny enough, Evan Carmichael on YouTube mentioned how that's what he did when he started doing the top 10 series of these celebrities. Mm -hmm. So that way, when they get mentioned and they see it, they might enjoy it. And they'll eventually catch on to you and what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And I figured, you know what, I'll do that with my podcast episodes and just have them in there. So that way, in addition to their regular email that they get sent out on the day of or the day after the episode goes live, they also get tagged on a Twitter handle if they have Twitter and just put that in there. Mm -hmm. And that's the main reason why I do it. Not to mention it also goes live on YouTube. So basically with Lipson distributing the podcast in different areas, they're getting Mm -hmm. tagged automatically in three tweets that I actually have to do with them. And that's the art of tagging the right way in terms of making sure you tag people when it has something to do with them, not tagging them in like 500 other people and something that has nothing to do with you. <laughs> yes, that is one of those annoying things people do on Facebook, isn't it? Uh, or other social media sites too, I'm sure. But yeah, I get tagged in a lot of random posts. <laughs> nothing to do with me, but it's funny. Uh, well, that's a great strategy. I really um, thank you for sharing that with us. Now, you mentioned that you are going from Libsyn to YouTube. I have a question about that. Are you doing that directly from Libsyn or are you uploading the episode separately over from over to YouTube. Oh no, I'm still on Lipson and I'm it, I think it was last year sometime when or a year maybe plus where you can actually upload to YouTube directly yeah. through Lipson and that saved me hours because like the first 50 or 60 episodes I was having to make a separate MP4 video with the darn podcast logo and things like that before I really amped up the design with the guest photo and everything. And yeah. It takes like an extra 30 to 60 minutes, depending on how long the interview was. And that saved me so much time. So since it goes into Lipson and it directly goes up to YouTube, that's perfect. The only time when I still have to make a video is if for some strange reason, when I accidentally hit publish episode, the mp3 file is not in there then i have to go back in and add it in and then youtube doesn't pick it up they have to make a separate video right so, so are you not are you doing uh, uploading an M mp4 video for youtube as well as the mp3 for the audio or is it just going over to youtube as an audio file with a image on it no it's just going over 
to YouTube with the file on it, which is freaking fabulous. I love it. I mean, sure, it's not the video, and I don't really do video mm-hmm. for mine. I mean, it's 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 great. It may evolve over time to that point, but it's just an audio file that gets switched over. Awesome. Yeah, we've seen so many clients do it different ways where some people like having the audio file over there and then every once in a while they'll do a really good interview in, in on video and they'll put that up so they have a mix of both. Some people don't do YouTube at all and some people do only YouTube um, and with video in every episode. So yeah, it's interesting. Just I love asking people what their strategy is. So talk us through like what you do for your marketing on your podcast. Sure thing. So not only with the uh twitter handle in the show title but also the classic asking the guests to share their episodes and the best folks that really do this are the folks who haven't been interviewed in a while because they share like crazy which is fabulous and funny enough one lady in detroit i think she was episode 97 she's like my most highly downloaded episode where the classic title it takes 10 years to be an overnight success and that was the most downloaded episode out of some of the other folks I've had on the show, which even surprised me. So not only asking others to share, but also even occasionally repurposing your content as well, because on occasion I'll write a LinkedIn article or medium.com or post up something where I just take some of the best quotes that I really enjoyed and then just write a quick summary or just a quick thoughts on each quote and then put pictures of the folks on there and upload it to LinkedIn Mm. as well. Because right now, LinkedIn is still great for organic reach. And also, since I'm an author, I also learned this from Sean Douglas, where I put the RSSS feed in my Amazon author page. So that way, when they see my books, they'll see the podcast episodes, because with an RSSS feed, it doesn't know the difference difference between a blog and a podcast so there's that and I also put my podcast logo on the back of my business card so whenever at least before the pandemic and when we get back to semi-normal at vending events where I'm selling books or I've been networking in general where folks ask me for my card the podcast is on the back of my business card as well and they can just actually hit subscribe right then and there so that's way it's not all digital marketing. It's actually face-to-face, one-on-one on occasion, in person where folks get to learn about the podcast. Awesome. I always thought it'd be cool to have like a QR code for your, for your podcast in the back of your uh, business card or something so you could take a picture of it and then subscribe right there. I think that's some technology coming out soon, right? <laughs> Specifically for podcasts. <laughs> Funny enough, my mentor actually did that with his LinkedIn profile for a few weeks <laughs> when he started his podcast. He just had a QR code for his LinkedIn oh, yeah. photo. <laughs> awesome. I love that. Yeah, it's a good idea, I think. <laughs> so uh, what's been like your most, uh, the biggest success that you've had from podcasting in relation to how it's changed your life or affected your life? Oh, man, there's there's a couple because podcasting, you know, I'm Pretty sure you may have heard this before. It's kind of like the whole new coffee meeting where as opposed to someone be like, hey, can we get some coffee after this networking event some down, down the road? And some folks may not be open to that. But if you're like, hey, I got this podcast, you're basically creating evergreen content that'll live forever that's 
more beneficial for both parties because the conversation will be recorded. They'll bring their best self. You'll bring your best self to the conversation and everyone else will be able to hear that conversation, whether it's the day it uploads or whether it's two or three years down the line. And if you contact somebody, heck even that's how sometimes I even get some guests in the past where it's like, I, I heard a past episode that they did like two years ago and they're, still up for doing podcasts and I reach out to them. I was like, Hey, I heard you in this podcast, enjoyed what you delivered and just reaching out to them. And not to mention of the fact that it's really just the power of meaning because uh, one of the greatest wins for the podcast where I really figured out or really was blessed to know that folks are actually paying attention was after episode 32 back in 2018, I learned that, I was actually on a list along with Brenda Bouchard and Lewis Howes back in 2018 on Steve Ulster's list of top self-help podcasts. And I'm like, wow, I didn't even know folks were having top 10 lists and I didn't even expect to get on that list. And I'm like, dude, like these, these folks, they got That's millions awesome. of dollars and downloads. I'm like, I'm just some random black guy from Baltimore. I don't know the hell you know about me. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Steve Ulster is one of our clients now. Like we do their reinvention radio podcast, which is super cool. <laughs> Yes, indeed. I'm always grateful for him and his team for that one. <laughs> that is awesome. Have you checked out the podcast magazine that they're doing now? It's really cool. You should check it out. Uh, so you can get a free subscription to it, podcastmagazine.com, I think it is. And uh, yeah, they've, they've done a really cool thing with the with the, their their top lists and stuff, and now they're doing it in a magazine, which is cool. Oh, yeah. I'm a subscriber. I enjoy the magazine. Yeah, that's super cool. Awesome. So Tom, what's been your, what was your favorite episode that you've recorded? Oh man. Uh, man, if this was like probably two years ago, that'd be even easier to answer. Uh, <laughs> my God. Uh, let's see here. Hey, now you got to sift through like almost 300 episodes and think about it. <laughs> oh God. Uh, wow. I'd have to say, wow. There, Cause there's quite a few. There are quite a few. I'd have to say Oh what the heck? I'll give I'll give two. So the first one was with one of my mentors, Dr. Ray Charles, not the musician. And that was episode two twenty one, Righteous Leadership. And we haven't connected in a while, at least a week before that episode, and I forgot how much of a well-learned man who he is because he, he was a guy who was a biochemist, life coach, and author and all this other great stuff that he's doing in terms of a, as also a pastor as well. And just the stuff that he was talking about where you should try to have mentors from all over the world where it's like you're really connecting with people all over the world because he can con contact somebody in Singapore right now if he just needs someone to talk to because he was looking at some of his friends in the past who were having suicidal thoughts and risk assessment is one of his wheelhouses and he figured okay the time element is something i need to take out of my equation right now if i ever get down that road where i feel worthless or have self low self-worth and he figured having someone he can talk to around the world because if he was to call somebody in the us of a at 3 a.m in the morning they're going to be dead tired and thinking it's the worst. But if he contacts somebody in another country where it's morning, then it'll be a lot better for him. And 
The other one would be episode, I think it was like 229 with Tatiana Cameron, who actually was a teen pop sensation like back in the 90s and still does recordings. And towards the end of the episode, she shared this funny story where after a few years of being in America out in New York, she moved down to Tennessee because she heard that Southern folks are more friendly, which is true. And the first time she went to a grocery store, the grocery clerk asked her, how is she doing? And she told her everything. She laid it all on them because she forgot that in America is like when you, well, most times we usually ask how you doing. It's like, okay, fine. All right, let's keep it going. And they really don't expect a 30 minute answer. Well, she laid it all on her. And after she was done talking, the grocery clerk came around the counter, gave him a hug and said, oh, bless your heart. And then the following day, she came back looking for the same woman. And then she told her, hey, good morning. And she was like, wait, where's my how you doing? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> she uh, took the how you doing a little too far the first day, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Yep, and the grocery clerk learned a lesson. Like, nope, I'm not unpacking that one again. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. I love it. So, Dom, we have all our audience of podcasters or people who are thinking about podcasting. And so, let's think about those people who are thinking about doing one. Or, do you have any words of advice that you would give someone who is still not 100% on the, if they're still on the fence, not 100% in with two feet yet? What would you, what would you say to them? I'd have to say join some Facebook groups. I'd say the Podcasters Movement group. I believe that's the biggest one on Facebook that's really powerful. I think, what was it, 33,000 members they have now? Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, with Jared Easley, with that awesome leader of that group. I'd say join that group. And funny enough, podcasting has shown me the good side of Facebook because I usually, I mean, I still share memes or whatnot, but I usually avoided Facebook until I realized how powerful Facebook groups are. So joining that group, if you have a Facebook account, it'll give you an excuse to use it again because they're so supportive. And just learn to start because, funny enough, my podcast itself, it originally was going to be on Wednesdays, and I even did this whole thing called 50 Days of Inspiration where it was uh, 50 days until the launch of my podcast, and when the 50 Days of Inspiration was over, it didn't launch because everything wasn't ready yet. And I <laughs> And I had the audio recordings, but I didn't have them all edited and everything. It ended up having to delay it an extra week and change the Thursdays and then adjust as you go. So that's really have to advice to give them is to just launch and join the, that Facebook group as well as a couple other podcasting Facebook groups. Because uh, when it comes to podcasters, those who are still doing it, they do it because they love it. Yeah. As opposed to some other industries where they may be cutthroat trying to get ahead of the game over other people. Yeah, get into a, a community. I think a podcasting so one thing too I want to say is that it's a community. And I liked what you said about thinking of your interviews as like going out for coffee with someone, right? I always think of a podcast as like that ticket to like uh, open the conversation to someone because once you get to know them on a podcast, oh my gosh, you can do business with them afterwards, collaborations. Like now they've gotten to know you, you've gotten to know them. It just opens up the door for so much more. Um, and I, what I find about podcasters is that they're so giving and so, um, you know, willing to share and help and support and uh, people are just amazing in this industry. I really, I really like that too. 
So awesome, Dom. Thank you so much for being with us on Amplify You today. I appreciate all your insights and I love the sharing your story, the stories that you've shared and make sure you guys go and check out Dom's uh, uh, podcast, Going North and uh, check it out on iTunes and leave him a review and we'll have you back again, Dom. Thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, thank you, Michelle. You've been magnificent. <laughs> you do have that great radio voice. So don't let that fool you guys. You don't have to have as an amazing voice as Don does. <laughs> just get started. Like he said, just get going, get started. And uh, things always improve over time, including your voice. <laughs> Thanks, Don, for being with us today. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, family, for joining us on this adventure. If you're ready to be heard, head over to mypodcastcoach.com where you'll find out all the tools and tips you'll need to launch your podcast today. If you have a show already and you need some help managing it, please head over to managemypodcast.com and the Amplify You team would be happy to help you manage your podcast. Please also head over to iTunes, like, subscribe, or review our show so we can spread this message. And until next time, be your own unique genius.